Yep, this past weekend, my, uh, my hemp company had our harvest. It went pretty well for the first time. Uh, we pulled out about 2,700 plants. And we, we dried them, so, well, they're drying. So, as long as that goes well, we should be uh, trimming up in about two weeks. to the motherfucking podcast dog what are you doing not subscribing to this shit it's fire damn disappointed in you oh oh hey D didn't uh didn't see you there this is uh this is connor mcneil welcome back and um today we're talking about growing hemp troy my business partner troy aka that boy biggs aka biggs he grew a shit ton of hemp up in vermont this year it was uh i think it ended up being like 2800 plants so we wanted to get him on the podcast just talking about what the fuck was up with that. Because that's some crazy shit. That's a lot of plants. Uh, before we jump into that, I want to thank the sponsors. Hemp House Goodies at Hemp House Goodies. That's the CBD company, our CBD company that makes this all possible. And Jim's Deli. You've heard enough about Jim's Deli. Have you had it yet? Probably not because you probably don't live in Boston. But if you do live in Boston or you visit Boston, hit us up and we'll go out to Jim's Deli together, bro. I'll... Any excuse I got to get to go there, I'll go there. They don't even fucking pay us to have all these shout-outs, by the way. It just is what it is. Anywho, Troy's about to spit some real shit on growing hemp and his irrigation system, his partners, and his whole goddamn operation. So, enjoy the podcast, baby. Peace the frick out, flower power. She was living in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male, and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. It's the Gold Mike Podcast. Dude, no. <laughs> it's the Gold Mike Podcast. Dude, you know what you look like is uh, Angry Beavers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what were the Angry Beaver's names? Oh my god, he looked like an Angry Beaver. Troy here from USMJ about to film a podcast with no one other than the Angry Beaver himself. It's the Gold Mike Podcast. Shit. in this there's been a slight slight hiatus from the golden mike podcast and uh and, and we're back and we're back i look so, <laughs> you got some good I look so stunned in this video <laughs> i'm laughing at you <laughs> the angry beaver himself <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, this is good. Are we live? We're live, dude. We've been live. Well, welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast. 
featuring your boy T Biggs. T Big, no, it's not. Oh yes, yeah, T Biggs, but it's also that boy Biggs underscore. Yep, that's my new that's my new IG for now. And then jumpsuit steel. <laughs> you can call me Con Man. You can call me Rain Stick. You can call me Conrad. You can call me Connor. You can call me Steel. You can call me Angry Beaver. <laughs> Anyways, we're here. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since we've been back, but we got some big things happening, and it's really a game of how how high you can count. Troy, how how high can you count? Man, <laughs> I can probably count pretty high, dude. Uh, before the ADD kicks in, it'd probably be about 2,700. You count 2,700? Then count 2,700. That's not just a coincidence, but didn't you just harvest 2,700 plants? Yep, from sure did. the Green Mountain State? Yep, this past weekend, my, uh, my hemp company had our harvest. It went pretty well for the first time. Uh, we pulled out about 2,700 plants, 2700. and we, we dried them so while well, they're drying. So as long as that goes well, we should be uh, trimming up in about two weeks. So is it just a coincidence that th your capacity on how high you can count is also the amount of plants that you planted? We're maxed out. We're maxed out. Unfortunately, they wanted to plant more, they just couldn't figure it out. So I guess let's start, let's hit the rewind button. If we had a time machine, we'd go back to when was the first time you guys were like, we're going to fucking... We're going to plant a lot of hemp plants. When did that, that concept come into play? So, so my buddy Mark and I have been growing cannabis for a while in Maine. And uh, we wanted to dive into the, the CBD industry. We found a crazy statistic that said um, by like 2022, the, the industry is going to be around like like 10 billion or something like that. And it's, it's already exceeding marijuana sales just this first year alone. Uh, and then, you know, as soon as the farm bill passed, we kind of made the initiative to find a license um, in one of these states that I allow. Uh, right now, they're all pilot licenses. Um, so it's mostly for testing. Uh, however, you can uh, distribute and make money off it. So we... Uh, so you we, got a pilot license. Yeah, we have a pilot license. So we, we kind of started brainstorming who we know who has land uh, around the U.S. And my partner, Mark, actually met a guy um, during a wedding out in Jamaica, who is a third generation uh, corn farmer in uh, Minnesota. And that's what got the ball rolling. Sorry. Sorry. That's what got the ball rolling. So we talked to him. We ended up applying for a license in Minnesota and we got it. We got the hemp pile license. And then we were thinking, you know, like that's kind of far away. Let's see if we can get one a little closer as well. Uh, we bid for Vermont and we got that one as well. So we started this year in Vermont. Um, and we cleared out about three acres. So you were planning on going Minnesota. Yeah. And then whatever happened, the Jamaican guy, like a lot of complications or was it, it was just smarter to go over? Uh, it wasn't a complications. It was more so we teamed with another kid that Mark knew really well who had land in Vermont. And we figured, you know, if we can get land in either spot, we might as well keep it local uh, for this year so we can be there 24 seven if it needs, you know, some curing or some help. Um, you know, if we were in Minnesota, we wouldn't be able to go there as often as we would want to because of the traveling. Right, right. Yeah, distance is definitely a huge factor in this because, as one knows, it's shorter to travel as the bird flies and not the ant crawls. Yeah. Right. So, so you guys decided Vermont, right? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, frick it, we're, 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 just, we're just going to go to Vermont. And so you find another guy who has a lot of land. And is the land already cleared? Was No. So... Um, the land was not cleared about three weeks before we should have started planting. Um, it was a, 
even though we got the the license in Vermont, it was last second. Um, we applied, and I don't think we ended up getting plants in the ground until July, like mid-July, which is pretty late for an outdoor. So we kind of scrambled. We didn't till the land good enough. Um, it was really earthy. There's a lot of boulders still in it. Uh, we were thankful enough that the owner was able to clear out nice. three acres, but we weren't able to till and get all the, you know, like all the big um, stones out or like wood or what or stumps or what have you. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty uh, earthy surface, uh, but we did make it happen. We put, uh, we did make some beds and some plastic um, irrigation system, all that last minute. We got the plants in the ground, but I think. The main thing is due to how hard the soil was, uh, we didn't see the, the maximum growth that we that we wanted. So, I imagine you planted this. You planted seeds, right? We didn't plant seeds. We what planted plant? we plant seedlings. So they were seeds that were about. I mean, they were seedlings. So they're like maybe this high up. Would you call them this big? Yep. <laughs> they were this big. Can you give us a demonstration of if this is the seedling hole? how you how you did it yeah here so we use a machine that had a big um circle that had about two spikes um opposing sides and you can gauge it um and what this did was as a tractor pulled it it would hit it every three feet so that's how our oh. plants so it put a hole and as it put a hole oh. there was a little uh watering um, like drip system yep. that dripped the perfect amount of like water into that hole as it dug the hole. So we went behind it with the seedlings and we would just plant them as soon as the hole was made. So if this the is the, this is the poker, yep. it would poke, it, drop we, water. Yep. And then we would come from behind and we go in this way. Oh, this way. Bam. And when we, we'd be following it and we Bam. would just, we would take our Bam. seedlings, we put them in. Bam. And you keep the soil loose on top and you just kind of like pack it, pack in. it in. And we did that. About 3,000 times. Did you use two hands? 3,000 times? Yeah, I used two hands. So you'd say that was about 6,000 hands thrown that day. A lot of hands. A lot, lot of hands thrown that day. Yeah. So you plant those mid-July. Your expectation is what at that point? Were you just like, what What the frick? We had no like, idea. You had no idea. We knew there was good growth in the area due to just how nice the plants were around it. Like we know there's growth in the area. Like everything looked really nice. It was really green. Um, it used to be a cow pasture a few decades ago. So we knew with you know the cow shit in the local area that we would have you know natural signs of um, oxygen of and nitrogen and potassium and stuff like that. So we knew the plot was nice. We knew it had rich soil, but again, we didn't we didn't have the time to properly till it and really aerate the area. Right. So it was it was done. Right, but with, with rush preparation. We had to rush it because yeah. we needed to get the plants in the ground. Um, I say we were probably about like two weeks late because when we did it, it was, the conditions weren't great. It was pouring out and then it got really hot, so the soil dried uh, like really hard. It became like a clay. Yeah, of course. So, but with all that being said, you know, we ended up getting pretty good growth. So I think something that you, that you did and you executed on, which is pretty crazy, is even though you guys were a little bit behind and it wasn't perfect, you guys still fucking went for it. We did, we fucking sent it. Which is which is something a lot of people don't do. So I gotta give you props. Give me a little Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, so you plant them, they start to grow. Yeah. Um, what's it like 
watching 2,700 plants grow from little little child all the way up until full-blown I'm off to college. It, it, was, <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Um, we were a little nervous the first couple weeks. We didn't see much growth. Um, and every farm around us was the plants were, were popping pretty good. So we were a little nervous. Um, I think what it was was, you know, the roots took a, a long time to, to take hold because it was such a uh, compact soil. Mm -hmm. So just it was that like made the roots work that much harder to actually grow. Yeah. But once they did, we saw pretty good gains about like maybe like five weeks in, we started seeing the plants take off pretty well. A couple nodes each yeah. week. They hit puberty. Yeah, they hit them hard. They hit it hard. And so when they started growing, let's call this what? Now this is a little bit into August. Yeah. So you're in August and you're like, all right, we just got to yep. keep watering them. What about, what was the irrigation like? So my partners are really smart and they came up with like this. They saved a bunch of money too, because you can buy irrigation systems online. Uh, they give you instructions and you just kind of make them, yourself, you build them yourself. But they looked at it and they reverse engineered it. Ooh. So they made their own. Uh, one of my partners is actually engineering the other one's just really handy that's impressive uh, yeah so they, they fucking they made one um they use like a pump um yeah it's wild like we, we we uh we got water from the from the local river yeah um we sucked that out and we put into a pump which then uh dispersed into like equal lines we had to make sure the pressure was right Ooh. um yeah and it pretty much we had 40 rows and each of them had their own auto drip system wow and we had two sections and it was divided by 20. So in the middle, we had like a, a lever that would either, you turn it on and the left side would be 20 would be working. You turn that off and the right side would be. So we oh. do one at a time to gain more pressure. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. That's science, and, yep. That's science. Yeah, it's fucking wild. You know my mom was a science teacher? I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. She couldn't have designed that, but. She was a science teacher. I'm sure she'd get an idea if she, if she yeah. saw what it looked like. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she'd figure it out. So, what was the biggest problem you ran into? Because obviously, besides you got in a little late, fine, you overcame that. There had to have been some shit you didn't anticipate happening. Right? Um, I think the biggest thing was, was I think it kind of goes back to like the first fucking week. And it was just not um, cultivating and tilling the land. Uh, good enough. I think that right there was the number one reason why we didn't get the growth that we should have got. So you're everything else. I think we did pretty well. We prepped pretty well. We had a we had a good watering cycle. We taught the plants that we could. Um, you know, we deleaf as many plants as we could. There were there was plenty of fucking air airflow in the area because it was wide open. It was on a hilltop. Uh, the hills. Yeah. So everything. I think we we did what we could, but I think just the soil itself wasn't wasn't par okay so you went up this past weekend this is where it all is coming from this is recent developments this yep. is like a new building next door you went up and you you cut them the fuck down yeah we fucking we rented a couple u-hauls mm -hmm. well like trailers yeah we legit went to u-haul rented two big u-haul trailers box trucks actually like 20 yeah. foot box trucks and we just yeah we brought them up to the land and we we cut down plants we threw them right in the back which um, was it like a a clean machete cut? No, nah, we had this like, like we had like this clipper that was on an end. It was like a, I don't know, I forget the name of it. Oh, you pull a rope? Yeah, you like pull like a lever and it was yeah. like a little, it was like a little blade and it would just snap, it was like snip them. It's like uh, what the Grim Reaper has, right? Yeah, pretty like, much. 
I used to use those to cut branches down. That's but it wasn't long on top. It was like a little. It looked like a little pruning oh, pruning scissor, but it was on pruning pr scissor. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but that worked really well. Cool. And you cut them all down. Cut them all down. Chuck throw them in the back of the U-Haul. We use all them to our warehouse, and then from there we divide them to bigger and small plants, Ooh. and we hung them up. Yeah, we made big chain links, went all the way across. We'll, we'll and... flash, flash the hey, flash the picture over there. Flash the picture. That's what it looks like. So this is the chain links. Yep. Nice. Yeah, these are the chain links. Sweet. Um, so you've seen the the show Deadliest Catch, right? Yep. Is that where you, you know how they have the thing, and then the crab comes in, and then they like put the thing on. And they're like, oh, it's too small. It's perfect. Were you guys like, this is a good plant. This is well. A small plant. So that's plant? they have to do that for legal reasons. We can harvest as small plants as we want or as large plants as we want. Got you. Um, but doing that and like. We wanted to disperse the plants evenly so the chains wouldn't be too heavy on one side or the other. So we kind of like, we tried mashing them up so mm -hmm. the chains wouldn't be too heavy on one side. That's so smart. That was the only thing that we Genius. worried about. Yeah, so we fucking, we hung them up, took about two days, one full day and a little bit the next day for the smaller stuff. Um, and they're drying right now as we speak. It took a day to do everything or a day to just to hang them? A day to hang. It, it took, well, it probably... I mean, we squeezed two days of work into one, so Ooh. it took, I don't know, it probably took like 16, 17 hours of the whole thing. Time travelers. Yep. They're talented. Yep. I told you they're smart. Yep. So, current State of the Union, you got a warehouse in who knows where Vermont. Yep. Super secret. Who knows where Vermont, with all these hemp plants in it, and you're just, you're just buying time till these things dry. We're just hoping that the dehumidifiers that we bought will can like kind of um moderate the, the you know the climate control and we're hoping that doesn't get to, doesn't get too cold outside because that could cause a problem freezing what's the uh what does the dehumidifier do for those of us who just don't know what the dehumidifier does yeah so dehu pretty much takes humidity out of the area so you don't want your humidity to be percentage to be too high because the plants will never dry mm -hmm. you want to keep it around 40 percent. that's the ideal humidity um, for drying mm -hmm. as well as having it to be having it be a dark space um, and also you want your temperature to be around probably around 50 to 60 degrees Ooh, that's nice that's a nice sleeping temperature you yep. know you cuddle up in some blankets 50 60 you might wake up you might, might not want to go to the bathroom that's what plants like too yeah that's what plants do too. Take a little, little cat nap upside down cat nap yeah um, so <laughs> so you we're gonna we're gonna play this out and then we're gonna come back in maybe a month and we're gonna recap it. Yeah. But ideally, you go up there next time and you're gonna trim them, right? Yeah, that's when the work really begins. We're gonna have to take them down each plant, take them down. We're gonna have to destem them, and so destemming means taking all the stems off the main stalk, and then we're gonna have to to buck them, which means that you take the flower off the stems, and then from there you take that product, you put it into the trimmer, you trim it. And then we're gonna put them into these big, uh, I think they're five gal buckets. And that's when the burping process starts. So we're gonna throw them in there after they're freshly trimmed. Is this a five gallon bucket? Mm, maybe bigger than a five gal then. That is a five gal I think, but I think it's bigger. I think we have eight gallon ones then. So we have eight gallons. gal buckets and we're gonna burp them for a couple weeks until we get the smell that we like. Make sure the crystallization stays there and now we're gonna start you know, 
distributing after that. Impressive. Yeah, this next part is going to be the longest part. It's going to be the most time-consuming, uh, most tentative. It's just going to be a grind. There's no way around it. Like, product has to be de-leafed, I mean, de-stemmed, bucked, trimmed, cured. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be yeah. A lot. But long. then you're going to end up with, hopefully, what, like 500 pounds of yeah, that's what, flour? That's, that's what our goal is. We had roughly around 2,700 plants, roughly three ounces per plant, four ounces per plant. That's what we're hoping for. We have a lot that are smaller, but we have a lot that are bigger. So we're hoping the median are out. Yeah. Mean, median, in the mode, baby. Yep. Cool. That's what we're hoping. Well, do you have any, do you have any other additives or little, uh, little sauces you want to sprinkle on top for this one? Three things to take away from my first hemp row. Three things. Here we go. Summarize it. First one is make sure your land is properly treated. Check your, Soil for pH levels, you need it to be like, I think around 6.1 to 6.8 in between there, mm -hmm. you want your pH levels to be. Um, secondly, along with that, I guess number one still is make sure it's tilled, make sure you have loose soil. Um, you can prep your soil too by adding nitrogen, potassium, I think phosphate's the last one. I might be wrong there, I'm sorry. Two out of three are correct there. Um, number two is Make sure you have some sort of irrigation system. This year, farmers are really lucky because we had a lot of natural rain, um, but a lot of them needed to send themselves. If they, we didn't get the rain that we got this year, they would have been left high and dry. Would you and call the plants it, would have never made it. You call it the drip? I mean, you can install a drip system. That's what we do, as well as plastic. What the plastic does on the beds is it keeps that whole bed moist and warm. Uh, roots like something a little little warm. Mm -hmm. So if it drops too low, it's gonna be hard for the roots to take in all the nutrients. So plastic, well-tilled. And number three is make sure you have some way to dry it. Make sure you have a drying facility ready to go. If you don't have anything to dry, most likely you're gonna have to do biomass. If you do biomass, you're not gonna make as much money per pound. And it's just a big mess. You're leaving yourself for a failure. Potentially a towel. Yep. Well, you heard it here, folks. Um, unrelated to the hemp grow, this month at Wendy's, if you go, you donate a dollar, you can get five free Junior Frosties. And let me tell you, you can mix and match them, you can stack them, two gets you a small Frosty, three gets you a medium Frosty, and I think all five might get you a King Frosty. So what you do is you go, you ask them, I think it starts November 1st, but they're handing out the booklets now. I'd recommended this. I'm on my second booklet already in two weeks. Damn. Second booklet, two weeks. Other than that, thanks for checking in to the Golden Mike Podcast. You're with your boy, Trey Cool, Connor McNeil, T. Robert Moore, and slash Ooh. that boy big slash What's big, next? Slash what's next? I keep him on the toes. Exit pose. some like outro music or elevator music and then we're just talking the whole time yeah yeah, yeah. that was nice shit dude, i got a geek squad 123 yeah dude Parse that out. Geek squad's where it's at